Welcome to this edition of Surviving a Shitstorm with me, the Kieran, the Bailey Speaks, in conversation with Mark McCulloch from Supersonic Inc. Mark's an amazing marketeer, he's got some ideas, some strategies for how we see through this, and we need to see through this. I just want to say thanks to our partners, Jason at HGM, Simon at Tahola, and Nick at Vita Mojo for helping us to make this happen. We're all in this together. Let's get through this storm. I want to welcome Mark McCulloch to the Surviving the Shitstorm podcast. This is a special series of podcasts to try and help us to get through this absolute, what feels like a nightmare, but mm. could be a huge opportunity. So Mark, could you uh, give yourself a little 30 second kind of intro? Tell me who you are, what you're all about, and let the people know what they can grow to expect from you. Yeah, uh, well, I'm self-isolated in space at the moment. <laughs> That's <laughs> Safe social distancing. Um, so, uh, what do I do? So, I guess I break it into four or five things usually. So, a brand marketing, digital, social, and employee engagement person. So, you know, you insert your word there, you know, expert or strategist or guy or whatever. Um, and then the other you know, the other sort of axis on that is then the industries and what you've and what you've done that. So, um, finance. Leisure, e-commerce, music, um, food, drink, pubs, hospitality, all that. And then in the last, oh, since you sushi started, would be 12 years, maybe something like that, 10 years, 12 years. Um, I, I got into hospitality because I just love the industry, love the people. I love the fact that we, in the main, make people happy, um, which is great. So, and then just some companies I work with across the way where the music magazine solo did an NME and all that. Um, then worked with uh, lastminute.com, the, the sort of leisure site, I suppose you'd want to call it, run a travel agent. Um, and then Barclay Card for my sins, and then Yosushi, and then Pret, a few other jobs in between. And I started an agency seven years ago called We Are Spectacular uh, with two friends. And then I just was feeling like I was running a business rather than doing the work. So the analogy would be if I had a restaurant, you know, I could probably have two maximum uh, and I'd need to be in the kitchen uh, rather than having a global, you know, bunch of restaurants that I was just a name for, like it wouldn't really interest me. So yep. that was that really. And then I started an a consultancy called Supersonic last January. Um, so it was just to try and help people rocket boost their brands, basically. Just try and help out. So yeah, there we go. And it's, it's going pretty beautifully from what I can see from looking at uh, keeping an eye on. <laughs> it was going great. Um, yeah, I mean, thankfully, I, I, you know, it's going, it's going good got a nice bunch of regular clients so people like Ark Inspirations up in Leeds um, got you know Pizza Punks um, been sort of doing a little bit of work on Red Bull um, Right and Bell uh, which is one of the Mbiba brands and Mbiba mm-hmm. brands um, Riddle and Fins in Brighton and so so there's been a nice steady amount of regular and then on top of that then there's been some 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 nice kind of projects and one of the things I've found is a bit of a niche and you know hopefully that continues was B2B brands who are trying to get into the hospitality sector yeah the tech brands as well so um I'm trying to help advise them on how to use B2C thinking uh in a, in a B2B world because I think everyone feels like B2B has to be boring 
and you have to just sponsor a show or you know all these things and you can't but the important thing is you need to activate that sponsorship you know so it's just trying to help clean up some of the activity that they're doing and yeah just finding new and surprising you know intelligent ways to to get to people it's a really interesting kind of focus point that kind of working with those tech brands. I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, experience one-on-one, we've, we've spoken to a lot. We have a lot kind of coming through the events. We have a lot approaching us around kind of partnerships and stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot who just have the wrong idea about what it's actually going to take. You know, they think they're just going to turn up and do the hard sell rather than actually kind of engage with the hospitality, engage with the community yeah. and actually start to really build some relationships. Yeah. It's, I would imagine that having you there to uh, to try and potentially help guide them along the right track could make the world a difference. Yeah, well, so I spent Christmas uh, creating something called a B2B playbook, and that's me using, I, I did a mini MBA at the end of last year in, in marketing with Marketing Week and Mark Ritson, and mm-hmm. I took predominantly the learnings from that, and it's about 11-ish steps of just things to consider and some theory around that, which is, you know, yep. real classic marketing, uh, which is kind of interesting that I'm sort of really polishing that skill now because I think going back, I did my degree, but I think it was from not a classic university. It was quite modern in its thinking. So it's quite good to have that to, to round you off. Um, and I think there's just some basic things where they don't consider things like brand. Are we even a brand? They don't think about tone of voice. They don't think about colorways. They don't think about positioning. They're not. I mean, I'm even getting questions like, "Do you think we should be on LinkedIn?" And that's where you know I'm exposing my skull by knocking yes. my head off a nearest brick wall. It's just, but it's not their fault because they don't know what they don't know, and and they just feel like, for example, you number one thing you get, and I kind of get any trouble for doing this, is people saying I shouldn't be on Facebook. What? That's that's B2C, isn't it? And you're like, no, you know? And I was quite, I felt dead bad, actually. I was quite sharp with someone the other day who was asking about it. And I was just like, you're wrong. I think I was just fed up. I was just like, I was just like, you're wrong. You're like, you're so wrong. But I was trying to say it in a kind way. But it's just like, open your mind. So it's kind of like, there's a bottle of medicine there to make them better. But very few of them will take the medicine. It's like, it's such a weird thing but it's like that in marketing in general you could lay out the entire playbook of how to win the champions league and they'd get bored after page three you know so if you can't put that that blueprint onto a one-page document then you're you're gonna lose uh and lose that attention yeah and 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 that's why when you see brands doing great things it's because they've read the whole playbook and they've followed through in every way and you know it isn't a quick fix there's no silver bullet it doesn't cost 50 quid you know and it's all these things that you get and and, and what you get a lot is i'm special oh but it's me i know coca-cola advertising this way and they're really successful but it's me and you know surely there's a scratch it card somewhere where i'll win the marketing lottery and everyone will know about me and it's like mm-hmm. yeah no i mean how many mm-hmm. won the lottery so that's the same in the brand world. There's a couple of people that just do strike it lucky. You know, it just happens. And it's just a time and a place and a bit of luck. And, you know, but there'll be hard work behind that. And that's the thing that a lot of brands can get over, that they'll go, but how did they get that? How did they get that bit of luck or fame? Or, you know, it's just like, it's a one in a billion 
chance. So, you know, you need to... And just... I guess it goes back a little bit to that kind of overnight success story that people are like, oh, you came out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah. yeah, but you've been putting a huge amount of work in to, to come to look like you've come out of nowhere, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, so you're right, there, there can be a little dose of lump that gets attached to it, being in the right place at the right time, but there's still a whole load of hard work and talent that's kind of gone behind that to build the, the strategy and the structure to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I guess kind of thinking about that, obviously we do find ourselves in this absolute kind of, I mean, I think in the last, the last 12 months, I've been thinking about it as being the perfect storm, you know, mm. looking at it from a hospitality perspective, looking at rates, uh, rents, uh, declining customers, declining football, all of those challenges. It's gone from being the perfect storm overnight into being this absolute shit storm that we're kind of trying to work through now. Mm. And from watching you on Twitter, um, and looking at say uh, on various social media, you're out there trying to share really useful stuff, really useful tips that will help kind of get people through this. Why do you think that's important? Why do you take the time to do that, Mark? I ain't got much else on. I think it's just the time to be kind. And, you know, if I help one person, then great and and what it did for me i've not done a lot of video content to be honest either so i think it just took all this kind of nervousness it, it was like i've got to do something i mean i'm not saying it was a huge thing but you know it's, it's been shared pretty well and and a lot of people seem to be chatting about it and, and i'm getting calls off the back of it and this and that well, i think it was just important to try well, i guess it was a selfish thing in it too where i've been talking for years about what brands need to do, especially on social and like no one's really listening and I also there's part of me doing it where I thought well, maybe I've, maybe you'll get their attention now maybe they are all out of ideas or need that bit of help or want to think differently or you know something like that so it was just to try and sort of rhyme it off and it just it was it was really thinking about my clients in the first instance like mm-hmm. what can I send them that Oh, it's almost like a dog with a bone in a lot of ways, you know, how or a stick, how far can you throw it that will keep them busy? So I thought, if I do loads of tips, that'll keep them, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there that'll keep them busy rather than one thing or, you know, yep. keep, come back and see me when you've done these 13 things, a little bit. And then on top of that, I thought, well, now's not the time to worry about competitors or their pain you and they're not, and, you know. And it was just like, look, let's just try and do as much as we possibly can. And I've been out with a few local people in Brighton and, you know, I've been giving them, you know, a bit of help where they really need it, where they've literally got no money, you know, so mm-hmm. I'll try to figure out best ways to, to try and help them. So I think it, I was a little bit putting my money where my mouth is as well, because, you know, I stand up on the stage and you talk a good game and all right, you've had six months to create a good speech and perform it well and whatever bad jokes within and all that. But testing your metal as a marketer when the chips are down is actually quite an amazing thing, you know, to be able to go, I know what to do here. You know, I'm not saying I've got the exact fitting key, but I've at least got a crowbar. Um, so uh, that was it really and it was like most people it's the small businesses that you know they're going to be super affected and they're not going to have any marketing experience whatsoever mm-hmm. um, and obviously other businesses are too but at least they'll have marketers within their business and they'll have budgets 
Yeah, they'll probably have some and some backing, and you know, but it, it's going to be tough for for all. But I just thought it's a good way to get it out. So I guess I only did that one video uh, on Monday, I think, and then which was thirteen tips. So it's it's around all the channels. Um, and then today, I've just finished doing one with Alison uh, Battersby from Avocado Social to say how to say because everyone, it's quite funny, like everyone is a bit Keystone Cops at the moment. Everyone's running after the same ball, you know. Yeah. So, and that's fair enough because everyone's panicking. So it's a bit like, right, what's next? Okay, right, if we're going to be closed, next logical step is delivery, takeaway, collection, uh, drive-through, whatever. So... Uh, I thought the next logical step was how do you create the best Facebook and Instagram campaign and content you possibly can paid, you know, kind of ads as well, because organic isn't going to save you. Um, how do you get that done? And I know a bit of how to do that, but Alison knows a lot of how to do that. So I thought it was a good idea to, to just get together and, and, and do that. And you, I mean, it's hard though, because you've got to watch because, you know, in the same way that you're thinking about future business as well. So if you, you know, Alison's business, for example, is online courses. So if she gives away all her content for free, gives ever, everything now. Then, yeah. you know, I don't think it would work like that, but you know, you've got to. So, but we thought we'll zero in on one area and that seems to be the area that everyone's talking about. The downside is, I mean, it ain't going to save your business. It's not going to bridge the gap of eating, but, if it just covers some bills, saves one job for another week, uh, gets you some sales, helps you service your local community, then again, that's worth it. So she's just stitching the video together now. So as soon as we are done, um, we'll, we'll try and get that up there um, for the end of today. So, you know, hopefully that will help more people. And then, uh, you know, was it difficult second and third album or whatever, but maybe try and think about what else we could do. So maybe uh, is one on SEO a good thing? Is one on PPC a good thing? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, is one on local marketing a good thing? I don't know. I mean, if uh, you don't want to cheese people off either, but I think it's just like, you know, here's a bunch of free stuff. See, see what you think. And I think it's relevant, needed, and um, free, which, you know, everyone needs right now. I think well, I was chatting with uh, Lucy Noon Blake uh, last night. Um, she's based up in Manchester. Huh. Um, she's uh, PR, comms, strategy, that kind of thing. And she was talking about the idea that um, there is there is no one answer. There is no kind of look at what they're doing and say that that's what I'm going to copy that and replicate it because it might not necessarily work for you. So the idea of kind of laying out different strategies and saying, look go over all of these and cherry pick. Cherry pick what's going to work for your business because you're right, delivery is not going to be the thing that's going to save you, but it might be the thing that stops you from not being able to pay your team this week. It might be the thing that keeps the doors open and the gas flowing to yeah. keep you doing your thing. But there's just some cool stuff as well, you know, like, for example, and it's no one from restaurants, by the way, so it's Gokwan, right, TV yep. presenter, says uh, tonight on Instagram Live, 6.30, he's doing a, a Chinese cooking programme for people okay. to tune into and cook along with. Now, where's that? Where's the thinking like that? And I know it's hard and everyone's licking their wounds a bit and worried and, you know, but if your job is marketing or brand or social, 
you've got to be thinking that way. How can I keep up the conversation? And it's also things like, I haven't seen one photo yet from a brand. I mean, I can't follow everyone. I'm sure maybe someone's done it. Of people getting their delivery using user-generated content. Yeah. You know, of, you know, Uber Eats or Just Eat as well and whoever else. But there's that enjoying their thing at home. Maybe someone would go as far as, you know, they've got, just for a joke, someone will dress up as a Wagamama team member, yeah. you know, and, and take their order and they could do a little skit and TikTok. I mean, I don't know, you know, or, or the fact they've just got the big ladle spoon or just join in with that. And, and, and this, so the advice today in that video is not to be prescriptive, but yeah. it's just to go, here's the area. I mean, I've got it in front of me. I mean, there's about 30 tips and, and more, but I need to kind of maybe condense it. But I think, um, you know, that, that that's where it's at. It's just, I know people have been punched in the gut, but you've got to shake it off, you know, and just quickly, beca quickly because you've got to maximise this period. And it might be all over at some, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what lockdown really means. If it comes, you know, can you still do delivery or things like, or is it just mm -hmm. supermarkets, farmers, you know, so you've got to just, if you can, if you've got the energy left and, and, the, and the mindset to just rinse this last bit till this weekend. And then it might be that we're on lockdown after that. So, and, and then as soon as you're doing that scheming to think about what, what you're going to do to come back. And, and the biggest thing I get from clients and, and people that I talk to about social media, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time. You're going to have time now. You know, if you're busy, You've got nothing but time coming forward. Yeah, so keep yourself busy. Rinse it. Learn new stuff. Google's your friend. YouTube's your friend. You'll, you'll learn so much and you can just come out fighting. The best brands will survive for sure. I think there's something to be said about that kind of moment of just moving beyond moving beyond the shock. There's still a lot of people who are sitting in shock and awe of the situation and the way it's come. They're still kind of sitting in that kind of woe is me mindset. Yeah. As I was saying on Twitter yesterday, if, if the longer you stay in woe is me, the longer, the better chance that your business will not come out of this on the other side. So we all get that moment of woe is me and this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah you don't get long to do that you've got to then think right how am i going to find the positives and what you're just talking about there with the idea of kind of engaging your customers in that delivery kind of getting them kind of having some user user created content that's about finding the fun in that process and trying to make it amusing trying to make it entertaining trying to kind of re-engage with the with, with, with your audience if you can't do it in a restaurant which is all of most of the brands out there do a really good job of connecting with their guests when they walk through the door if you can't do that and you can't get them over that threshold, well, then how are you going to connect with them going forward? I, I just, yeah. I mean, I think you owe it to the people. You owe it to the people that are giving you money over, over yeah. time. You know, you owe it to them to just try and be of service to them. I mean, it would be, and, and we were talking about, you know, kids are going to be off school soon. It's like, you know, kids' cookery classes, kids' baking classes, barista workshop, you know, mm -hmm. all that would be amazing. Look, do you think Chris Martin from Coldplay is doing this out of the goodness of his heart? I'm sure he is to a certain extent, but there's also there's also a hard commerciality. But you know, he is now going to be the most famous person for for doing that. Some other people did it the other day. He's the one. 
you know, and then you've got, you know, got one doing his thing. So this isolated togetherness, I don't know what you'd call it, but, you know, Netflix are not launching a party feature so you can watch the same movie with your friends, again, because they're nice folk. Yeah. You know, they're smart. And, you know, all these film studios are pulling their their releases forward, you know, so that you'll be able to see stuff straight away. I mean, Frozen 2... This came out three months early yesterday. That's huge, isn't it? Massive. Like, it's unheard of. And I used to work for record shops. That There's no way someone could have been as fleet of foot as that before. But see, you know, and, and Skywalker, has Skywalker not up early as well? By a little yeah, way? I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? And then, uh, and then obviously Mandalorian's coming. Um, wouldn't mind that Beastie Boys thing getting pulled forward. But, um, I've got to go sooner rather than later. The 24th, he said last night. I was like, ah. Oh. So anyway, it, it, it's all just, and I think it is just, I'm not saying I'll get kumbaya and whatever, but what can you do to just try and be part of people's isolated experience? I mean, get wagging over to the Japanese lessons. I mean, it's so simple. It's so yeah. if you're a music or pizza punks, guitar lessons or, you know, playlists or, I, I don't know, you know, I just, I, this just so, it's dead, it's kind of exciting. Like, situations like this excite me because it creates opportunity. And I was speaking to someone the other day, the other day, maybe it was only yesterday, right? Because it's happening so fast. We're talking about probably the brands that are smaller and have less leeway might not make it. Brands that haven't been great possibly won't come back mm-hmm. and question will they be missed. The greatest brands will survive. Brilliant. But there's this other thing, like any time like this, can you imagine the exciting new brands that are going to be born at the other side of this? Absolutely. There is, there is an innovator somewhere sitting, yeah. circulating on something that's going to be outrageously new and different and exciting. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, more disrupt. You know, it's almost that delivery and just, you know, it'll become the, the status quo. What, what's next after that? You know, so, um, and all the other brands, maybe it's a new food type or a new way of doing things or, you know, maybe it's just a chance for this whole snake to shed its skin and, you know, breathe or, you know, maybe a caterpillar butterfly would be a better analogy. But, you know, it, so it, I don't know. It's quite exciting. I'm kind of rolling with the punches. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people get negative about it. I've seen a lot of people slagging off customers, you know, in terms of, how, you know, how can they stay in? And it's like, like, you know, you've got, this is, lesson number one when you're doing marketing is that you need to be market oriented, right? So you need to be customer first. You know nothing. The customer knows everything. Absolutely. In most cases. So there's that. And then, but you need to flick round that telescope and look at it from their end. And this is what people aren't doing. You know, you go, oh, it's only a cold in it. And it's like, yeah, it's not really. Um, not for a lot of people. So I think it's quite an int- And also we've now got four generations at play that are mm-hmm. so different. And they're viewing this also. I think millennials are pretty much doing what they're told. We are, as Gen Xers, are now sort of this elder statesmen in a lot of ways, statespeople. Um, you've got the older folk, obviously. Um, and then you've got centennials who are actually much more like us in Gen X than they are millennials. So yeah. it's a bit of a weird old melting pot, you know? Um, 
So anyway, but I, I think there's business things that you can do and that's not my game. Like, I, was, I was getting told off by somebody going, oh, you could be on the news and you could be talking about business. I was like, that's not my, th- I don't know about rates and rents and mm-hmm. things and, you know, who knows? I'm sure other people do, I don't. So it's just like, look, that's somebody else's job. For me, all you can do in marketing is be proactive. It's not the time for defense. It's the time for pure offense. Do as much as you can for free with the time that you have and the tools that just you've got at your disposal. And if you do have a wee bit of budget, try and put it behind just pushing out, squeezing any possible sale in that you can get. So that's what I would So who, who do you think at the moment? Who is there anybody who's kind of you're looking at and thinking they're, they're doing that? They're, they're, they've made you smile and think, ah, actually, that's yeah. pretty damn fucking clever, actually. There are. I mean, we're funny enough, we're going through this this morning. So um, I think uh, there's a lot of good statements went out uh, messages of you know with a heavy heart we're closing this and that mm-hmm. I think there's some great reputable ones that are now getting ready for when they reopen already I think yep. you have played a blinder with their message uh, Leon I think we're a wee bit slow to get it on Instagram so you could read it um, but John's John Vincent's message there has been wonderful and it's all about Tell us if you if if we can do anything different. We need idea, you know. So I was like, hats off to him, amazing. Um, I'm trying to think. So so that was the kind of safety. Oh yeah, I tell you who did a really cool safety one was um, Bow Bow Bun, you know yeah. Bow, and they did one that was like an eight bit thing in your computer, and it's like the little man or little person, sorry, whoever whatever it is. Um, eating the bun and it said rice error something like that's right yeah. and that's what they've called their delivery brand so it's just something it was almost like going to a 404 page yeah. you know error thing and i was like ah oh, it's brilliant so that's it there's a kind of right, a bunch of stuff over there i think prep did a good job with uh, how they closed it down mcdonald's did a good job on how they closed it down um so that was um that was really have done a great job today with the nhs workers haven't they they're just put out there that all yeah. drinks for free yeah. for NHS workers, 50% discount on food. Uh, I mean, again, it's not, not everybody can afford to do that, obviously, no, no, no. you know, and it's about doing what's right for you and your business, but to be able to do that and make that offer at a time when they are absolutely, the NHS is under siege uh, yeah. and it's only going to get tougher for them. Uh, incredible. Absolutely incredible. So I'm busking here because my iPad's just died and I had a, I had a list of things to say. Um, so I've got, uh, so well, that's booting up. I, there, so at the other end of the spectrum, so there's defense stuff and then there's, there's kind of innovative stuff. Chipotle, certainly in America, are doing Google Hangouts for their brand fans to all okay. get and have a chat and this and that. You can only do that when you've really got a cult brand, I think, yeah. um, and there ain't many. So, but anyway, that, that was a good one. Brewdog have smashed it. Um, drive through. So I wrote to James. I was like, uh, I love the drive brew idea. You know, we we James Brown, and he goes, uh, Oh, we should ask you about the name. <laughs> but I, I think drive. They've got to own drive through, and it's, it's a better name going classic because they can own that category. So yep, smart. Just just so good, so good. Um, and uh, they're doing the hand sanitizer. Uh, like Louis Vuitton is in in France, so seen a lot of negative, not a lot, a tiny bit of negative feedback on it. 
And it's like, get a grip. You know, there's people talking about, well, why is it branded and what's this? And it's like, come on, like, they're doing a great thing. Just, and it's free. And it's just say thank you. Uh, yeah, just, I'll just think, just don't say anything. So, um, so there was that. Uh, it's a very small move. There was a brewery in Portland, I think, who um, they, they looked at that and they, they looked at trying to sell it actually, but they were told, uh, over in the US, and they were told by their local uh, state governor that they were not able to sell it. So we're like, well, okay, we'll just give it away then. Let's, yeah. it, we've got it. It's waste yeah. anyway, so let's just create it and share it out there. Yeah, yeah I think you're right about BrewDog. Um, James, obviously, is, is doing some good work there. Uh, even when, I guess, when you think about, you go to James's other kind of beautiful little baby, a tip jar. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw today that they, they have set up with um, Hospitality Action, where you can go and you can tip and make a donation to hospitality workers who are in, in strife, basically, which is, again, that's operations and tech aligning beautifully to create an opportunity for somebody else beyond that and try and help folks. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and also, you can do it like, down to your local area. Um, yeah. So I, I do um, uh, a few more posts on that because I said I'd try and help them out. Um, and then what else was there? Yeah, just like local pubs offering takeaways, like we'll come to you. And they don't usually do takeaways. I mean, there's people at the moment that I'm not saying wouldn't be seen dead on a, an aggregator, but um, very unlikely to be on an aggregator. Uh, so you assume I went on uh, yep. to Deliveroo, I think. Uh, you've got quite a few ones down here, um, some Italian and, and pasta people down here that are looking to go on like ASAP. And like if I talked to them in January about going on to an aggregator, like they would have either punched me or you know, sort of walked out. So um, it's quite interesting how people are doing it. But again, delivery probably won't do it for you. But I'd just start throwing as much as you can at this just just to see what happens. Um, obviously, there's the Got One cooking thing. I think it's brilliant. Um, I'm just trying to think. Of, I mean, there's things about like Mother's Day roasts and, and things like that. But I mean, there might be ways if this goes on for a long time. Is there something you could do to, to send out their own ingredients to people. Yep. You know, and they can put it together. Uh, you know, I noticed last night, for example, I was trying to get a hole for Mother's Day, which I'm in at the moment, um, and it was uh, a low fresh were very good, and, and I've joined up with them. Uh, Gusto boxes are taking no more customers. Uh-huh. Um, and there was one other, Mindful Chef, I think, is accepting new people. So again, I think this is proof that in terms of your business strategy, if you have diversification within your brand, so look at Brewdog, sure the pubs might be closed, but they're going to be doing just fine, I would have thought, you know, through the beer itself. Whereas if you then look at, you know, maybe someone that is just pure restaurant only, it's difficult. And then you see people that now are getting caught short, they don't have gift vouchers where people are actively looking to buy gift vouchers for places to help. Also, it would help them for cancellations and, and all that stuff. Um, people that don't have e-commerce in any way, they don't have products on Amazon, they don't. So I think, I mean, you don't, it's pretty drastic, but something like this, I hope, will get a lot of people to just sharpen up a bit and really realise that what if what's just happened happened, you know, if they had done this strategy two years ago as 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 strategy. I mean, there's some meetings I've been in lately where, you know, even in the last few weeks, this wasn't on like risks or, or talked about, you know, just 
and it's not them being un, unprepared. I think it's just has happened so rapidly. But you know, it is saying you know what if you are completely out, like next to zero customers for potentially two to three months. I read this morning that the restaurant group are planning for complete closure for 12 weeks, which is huge. I mean, that's just yeah, to that, get through yeah. that. seems to be common. Um, I was with, you know, talking to a few CEOs last week, and at that point, they were modelling four to eight weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Since then, I've heard some people even mention six months, which is completely unsustainable. And now I think it is just the government side of things and going you know, what is possible here because with the government, hopefully, because I think with the loans, it's good. You've got to pay it back, you know? So how does that work? You know, that, badly. That's, it was badly, I think. That's the biggest issue, I think. So I think it's more like, it, I'm not saying it's, you know, free, you know, blank checkbooks for everyone, but... I think that some people, you know, they're, they're going to need some kind of shot in the arm. And, and it's like, they need the money now. Like, it can't even last day like Monday. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Um, but a lot of calls are, are coming through saying, just hold your cash as much as you can, you know. So anything like VATs and, you know, just try and hold it, you know, any discretionary spend. Just, just Yeah, I mean, we, we had JD on the first one of these and he, he was like... I'm not going to make any friends with some of what I'm about to say. He's like, but don't pay bills. You know, yeah. fundamentally, he talked about the fact that last Friday they paid out about 140 grand uh, on bills. And he said, honestly, I wish I hadn't have done that now. Yeah. I would prefer that that money sitting in my bank, keeping my business alive going forward. And I'm like, you've got to be sensible about this. And some people kind of heard that. And, and we had some pushback on it that kind of, that he was just kind of saying that suppliers shouldn't get paid. Well, suppliers do need to get paid to a degree, but obviously kind of when you're thinking rate rents and that kind of stuff well the government have got to at some point step in and give a little bit of help and protection you know i think before we started recording this we, we were talking about this as you and i are suppliers um and from our perspective this this is not a great time you know we could uh, we both can have some time sitting at home kind of thinking about what do we do with our time and, and trying to get creative and you know you're out there kind of we're all out there trying to share kind of add some value and give people tips and kind of a little bit of inspiration and hope that we are going to get through this. Yeah, I think it's just, I'm just trying to get through my to-do list as well. I've got a few things that old people that were like, oh, Christ, I better do these things now. Um, so, I mean, that's going to give me no time. excuses now, right? <laughs> I, think, I think there's also like a staying motivated thing as well can, can be quite tough, you know, and yeah. I've been seeing these things which is saying, you know, get up at a certain time, don't stay in bed too long, don't work from your bed. Um, you know, I, I think I think probably the advice is potentially have a bit of a blowout before you know, you know, have one big night and just get it all at your system and you have a bad day after it and then and then you're gonna you know need to try and go on as normal. Um yep. but it is hard. I mean it's 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 so easy to just slip and then I think it said things like don't do your washing in the middle of the day and you know, so try and schedule out those things, but it's harder probably when you're self-employed to be to have that discipline. Whereas if you do work for a bigger company, potentially you've got those, you know, 
four meetings during the day which keep you mm-hmm. sharp you know you've got to be working so it's hard and I think you know there could be some mental health issues for people you know being at home and, and feeling isolated my wife Pamela used to work for BT and there was one woman who a lot of people work from home in BT anyway and uh, she used to go out the back door when things were finished you know yeah into her back garden and walked right the way around the block for quite a bit came back and came in her front door as like a little ceremony Yes. For that to be kind of the end of the day. So, you know, the, the, there's a lot of that. But, but I think um, I, I feel obliged to share the load a bit, you know. Like, sure, I have been writing to my clients and saying, look, it'd be really nice if you could maybe pay me for that thing that's been outstanding. But I think you've got to fully explain. Like, we are all in this together. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think you've got to watch how you play it because... If you get too insistent yep. on, you know, getting paid, I just don't know if it will do. I mean, it's I, I, I'll fess up. You know, I sent a couple of emails last night to say to people, look, bad timing, I know, but I'd love it if you could let me know even, you know, could we just talk about this? Yeah, let's have a conversation. Um, but it's highly insensitive as well, you know, when, when people are losing their jobs. So... I think it's just um, if you have the mentality that you're part of it and I don't think people will not pay you from a morality point of view. I think it just depends the brands that you're working with if they will survive. And then there's other things that go into that. But then being self-employed, that's a watch out for you and something for you to consider for the future is Go and work with winners, you know, go and, or yeah. go and work with brands that are stable or, you know, do your due diligence. What, what, it's not a bad question to ask, you know, how liquid are they? Where, where are they getting their money from? You know, all these kind of things. So I'm not saying I've ever really done that, but it will certainly make me think twice before I start working with someone again, maybe, um, from that point of view, because, you know, you, you've got to make sure that they're going to be there when you need as well but I think we're lucky maybe in terms of me and you that we don't sell tomatoes yes right? it's only our time and and I don't mean to devalue our time but apart from hotels a pair of trainers and a train ticket I don't really have loads of costs you know what I mean it's not like I've yeah. got 30 staff and you know so I'm feeling for these people more um, and if I was back at the agency I'd be very worried right now when you've yeah. actually got a bunch of stuff. That's the key, isn't it? Because I think having that, having that feeling of accountability and that kind of sense that their mortgages, their rents, their children eating, that's, that's on your shoulders. That, that, that's a heavy weight. Um, I mean, I spoke to three, three people yesterday who were getting ready to lay people off uh, in some fairly big numbers. Mm. And that's a horrible conversation to have to have. And it's tough for the people actually getting laid off. But... You got to can't take away the mental mental health impact on the people who are actually having to say to them, "I'm sorry, but there is no work for you. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go away and come, kind of come back. Hopefully, when things get leveled back off, that's really really tough. To be fair, and I think the, the conversations I had with those people yesterday were very much around, look, the, you need to keep in your head that you're making decisions today to try and ensure there is a tomorrow. That's it. We've got to, got to get your head into that mindset. And whilst it won't make you feel any better about laying people off work, it will hopefully kind of keep you focused on the bigger goal. Yeah. And I think also, 
we are seeing this from our bubble, I suppose. And it's good, though, that we are top of mind in all this and, and you know, our industry is that we're all really happy to be part of and proud of. But you think about anything, who's who's really and truly going to be doing well out of this? You know, people working. So banking sector, struggling, mobile phones, taxis, mm-hmm. you know, gas central heating, decorators, plumbers, you know. <laughs> you, you look at everywhere, everywhere, you, football, <laughs> people that sell hot dogs at football stadiums, you know, people that cut grass at football stadiums. You know, it, it, this is touching everyone. And I know, obviously, we're a very, very large chunk of that issue. But, you know, we're not alone by any stretch. I mean, that's pretty much everyone I can think of is affected by it work-wise. So, yeah, I don't think I know anybody who's not worried about this in some way, shape or form from a work perspective. Yeah, and I think I think the nice thing, as we talked about before, working for yourself, I think, gives you a certain level of agility. Hopefully, that you know you can go and Gary Veeism, but go and hustle and go and try and apply your trade somewhere. But if you are in that middle management tier of a bank and you just are waiting on the letter coming, you know you're not very in control. So, yeah, it's it's not it's not easy for anyone, but it's good news that. They seem to be focused on us in a lot of ways, the, the government. Um, yeah. And now it was a good start. You know, yesterday with we, we, the announcements of loans and grants and whatever. But now I think it's like that's 20 or 30% of the way there. And we need to sort of ratchet it up. But there's some great support going on. There's hospitality, WhatsApp groups that is oversubscribed, like, or, you know, Oasis playing their worth, um, which is unbelievable. And, you know, it just shows the solidarity. Like everyone's just trying to help everyone else, and I don't think there'll be many sectors that are doing that. I don't. I wouldn't see banking doing it. I wouldn't see travel doing it. I'd be really surprised. I, I agree. I think the um, the Hawksmoor statement, I think, really did nail it. You know, that moment when they kind of said, "Look, we appreciate you want to buy vouchers. We appreciate you want to kind of try and find a way of giving us money, but there are people who need it more. Please yeah. go and give it to them. Please go and buy vouchers with those businesses." You know, it's not, that's not arrogance. That's just absolute humility and saying, look, we, we, can, we think we've got a plan to get through this. Please go and support the people who are really, really, really scared. I just think that's what I love about our industry. That yeah. is absolutely it. And when I read that statement, I was like, damn, those boys get it. They just, I mean, if I wasn't a raging vegetarian, Mark, that would be in my top three favorite restaurants. There's no getting around it, but they just, they absolutely kill it in every single way possible. And I think that's what we need to be aiming for. When you think about kind of the tone of messaging, you know, kind of from your perspective, how do you how do you think that kind of how are people making that decision when it comes to the tone of messaging? I saw you say that kind of thinking, be careful of the jokes, be careful of sharing the memes, because in hospitality, we we can be a pretty dark bunch, you know. Kind of one of the real things about hospitality yeah. is to get through the tough times, we make some dark jokes. You know, you go into the KB, you go into the quiet area, and we say some things that if they were shared in polite society we would be seen as being the pariahs probably. But we've got to find that line, haven't you, between kind of the, the, the gallows humour, the kind of the dark stuff and yeah. actually kind of the sensitivity. It's front of house, back of house, isn't it? So amongst us lot, we can be as weird as we like, you know, um, and, and, and twisted 
the other side is you wouldn't see out in the in the shop floor or, or out in the restaurant floor potentially. Yeah. So I think it's just if it's between us a lot. So whether that's on a WhatsApp, I mean, even if I think if you put up something about coronavirus that was whimsical to the a thousand plus people that are on these groups and, and all, I, I think you get some real kickback, you know, because yep. people are going through hell either physically, mentally, wealthily, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just know your audience a bit, you know. So you might have a lads or a a, a women's um, WhatsApp group, and there's certain things that you would send around each other as gags, but. Absolutely would you show your mum you know so I, I think there's that so I think it's just about being professional being human totally being you like a Gary Usher or whoever for sure um, but as long as it doesn't seem at odds with who you are you know if Pret you know did one of their beautiful veg images in the shape of a mask or a apple with viral things coming out of it you know mushrooms it'd be weird right that's not so you've just as long as you know yourself and you know your brand and you know what you're all about then easy street no problem and and Hugh and everyone they did a charming note just full of what it is like to be them so yeah I think I think it's that I think it's just you know just know your audience know yourself and don't step out of line with that because you just regret it I mean it's things like like I've I've made a isolation playlist on Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some edgy things on there that you go, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I ain't gonna share it. <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna. Yeah. If anyone wants it, by the way, I'm more than happy to share it. But you know, I, mean, I feel like I want to hear it now. So yeah, just drop me a link. Well, to be honest, Spotify is so clever now that basically, if you put in a title, there's anything related to coronavirus isolation sick whatever yeah. is basically giving you all the songs automatically so it's going it's the end of the world as we know it rem blah 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 right so i think but yeah would i be proud of myself sending that round around going hey this is great isn't it i think it's like just have some empathy for other people i mean to be honest it's just helped me re- rediscover some really good songs that I'd forgotten about, to be honest. But, um, you know, that 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 was all, and, you know, there's nothing too bad. But I think from, yeah, so I think you just have to watch what you're doing and, and just be sensible because you, as brand you, you know, you've got a brand to protect as well. Absolutely. You know, do, do, do I think it would be a good idea, you know, I'm sort of looking at doing some free marketing calls for people, you know, if they want to phone me up and do a little clinic and all that, but it'd be a good idea for me to put a face mask on and write free marketing clinic on it, on put it in LinkedIn. No, probably not. Has it crossed my mind? Yeah. You know, I thought about it this morning and I thought long and hard and I thought it probably wasn't the right thing to do. So, but then you want to catch attention and you want to, you know, so I don't know, but you just, you know where the line is, you know, just it's your choice if you cross it or not. It's, that's, that's on you. I guess it comes back to that kind of that values filter. So knowing your values of your business, knowing your values of your brand, and whether that's a brand of 200 restaurants or whether that's one, one person by themselves doing their own thing, you've still got a collection of values that you're going to work out. All of your decisions are made to. Uh, and this is where really making sure that you kind of apply that and put that into action will make a world of difference and will hopefully help us to avoid making those 
bad decisions. Now, if I'm honest, it's four weeks ago, you know, I've, I've been paying attention to this virus now for about the last six weeks. Uh, we've obviously, today I'm supposed to be in London, kind of on a stage to deliver the, the latest EXP 101 event. Five weeks ago, I kind of put a, was, wrote a post that was scheduled in Hootsuite to go out, and I said that even the coronavirus won't stop us. At that point, probably 80% of the population wouldn't really have had a clue what I was talking about. Yeah. But my business partner, Chris, said, Kieran, do you think that's cool? Do you think that's the right way to go? And I'm like, well, you know, we're a bit edgy. We do things a little bit kind of differently. And he's like, I think, I, think, I think we should just bend that way. And I'm like, actually, you know what? You're right. Would I, it comes back to that question. Would I be proud if my mum saw that and said, mm, really, Kieran? Probably not, to be honest with you. I, I think I was a bit of bravado rather than anything rude, you know. But I think, you know, the important point with the automated scheduling is, and it, we cover it in our video, uh, me and Alison today, is um, in this whole thing, and Russ, Russ thanks like this, uh, have you left the oven on, right? So yeah. just... It, it, look, it's easy done. You you know, you pick your wee list and you go, I've got my 30 posts in, which you should have more than that, by the way, for the month. But anyway, I've got my 30 posts in, take the tag, great, I'm away at the pub, eh, whatever. And it's like, oh, right. And then and the famous one that I always think of was, in, I think it was, I think it was 2012, maybe, maybe 2013, there was a helicopter crash in Glasgow. And a helicopter yes. went into Clutherbolt's pub, and it was late Friday night. And I, I remember I was up really late that night, and I, I kind of ended up watching all the coverage and this and that. Um, and then woke up in the morning. And it was St Andrew's Day, so it must have been twenty ninth of November, two thousand and twelve or thirty. I should really remember better. And uh, yeah, next day was you know Tesco maybe I think it was. Hey, St Andrew's Day, and then and all the memes going out, and that, it was just like. Like people have just died in a pub with a you know in Glasgow with you know just cut, but it was a Saturday. Social media people a lot of the time don't work on Saturdays. Yep. And and then you saw it this weekend with Guinness. Guinness had a shocker. Put money behind a post which was a cooking show with celebrities, uh, all about Guinness and the Six Nations and da 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 da. And obviously that was all off, but. You know, it's just laziness, big agency thinking, nobody checking it. And there was, like, certainly hundreds, if not more, people going, what's this? It's irrelevant, That you know, all the rest of it. And it was just like, you're big oaf of a brand, you know? Like, you just ungraceful, unskilled, just stop this laziness or stop giving it to people who don't know what they're doing. You know, yes. it just makes you free. I give my right arm to what we Guinness, right? You know, but that's what happens. You know, it's just big agencies, big agency money. So there's some sort of security in that, but you know, they don't have to screw it up sometimes. Yeah, and I think you. I mean, April Fool's Day coming up rapidly. You, you just know that somebody, somebody's going to come. Probably it got it in. The, yeah, they probably got it in there, haven't they? Yeah, in some way. Guaranteed. Because somebody sitting there feeling two months ago feeling really clever about what they've got scheduled for April Fool's Day and just really just forgotten about it. And in about two weeks' time, it's going to pop up and they're going to get absolutely hammered. And it's just the usual crap as well. It's like, oh, let's have a scented candle that smells of our curry sauce. It's just, you know, just go away. You know, just, it's not a good idea. It doesn't help anyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the last time you saw a really good April Fool's, you know? Yeah, it just doesn't happen. 
not not for a long time, not for a long time. Yeah. For me, so I guess if we start to wrap up, I guess for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one opportunity to kind of try and help people's sanity. If if we get to this point of lockdown, which is possibly going to happen, huh. what should I be looking for on telly, Mark? What what should I what box set should I be paying attention to? What documentaries are going to be rocking your world when lockdown comes? Oh, if my, lockdown comes, I could talk to you about this for ages. Um, I'm such a couch potato. Uh, so I am Ugly Delicious new series is out with David Chang. So uh, it's wonderful. Uh, Formula One uh, Drive to Survive was unexpectedly good. I'm not even a big F1 fan, but it was all behind the scenes of F1. It was wonderful. Uh, somebody feed Ray. Uh, somebody feed Phil, uh, which okay. is the guy, the producer of and the creator maybe of um, Everybody Loves Raymond, and he yes. goes the world. Uh, he's slightly annoying, but the the is brilliant, brilliant program. Uh, Lisbon is one of the best ones. Our Better Call Saul. I would be all over uh, the, the pre-breaking bad. Um, there's one that just came up last night, which I'm, I'm going to check out tonight, which is called Restaurants on the Edge. Very okay. Um, and what it apparently is, is a play on the name, which is Joe Fold, Twofold, where it's restaurants that are literally on the edge of cliffs and whatever. Chef, you have to get on it as well, uh, which is John Favreau and Roy Choi, which I enjoy saying. Um, so, uh, so they're the guys that did the Chef movie, but they've also now got a show called Chef. So they go around and they cook with celebrities. They sometimes just go... It seems like the latest series, they're like going deep in a like a, a certain type of food and not just kind of cooking with Gwyneth Paltrow. Or, you know, they're kind of really going going deep on that. Oh, man, just so much. Uh, Disney Plus starts next week, which I'm really excited about because um, Mandalorian's going to be on it uh, and Baby Yoda and, and all that stuff. Uh, There's a lot of stuff coming through there. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm never gets old. Um, so the new episodes of that are out at the moment and it's... Sit, you know, like sit behind your couch and cower, like how awfully, um, yeah, sort of embarrassing and, and cringeworthy the whole thing is. Yeah, so so much, so many. Lots of quality stuff. Loads of quality food stuff. Uh, Chef, Ugly yeah. Delicious is amazing. I mean, I just some of the some of the stuff that he kind of finds across there is amazing. The the the, the chef, yeah. I mean, the soundtrack to that film really just brings joy to my heart. Yeah, you know, just. I thought the film was okay, but the soundtrack just yeah, blew yeah. me away. Still sits in my Spotify playlist, to be fair, because every yeah. now and again, when I just feel like I just need a little bit of something, that's the thing that's going to make me bring a little bit of joy and a bit of smile to my face, oh, which is never a bad thing, to be fair. Never a bad thing. Very good. Uh, and finally, where will they find? Where, where will these people who are listening? Where are they going to find you, Mark? What's the easiest place to go and see what you're all about? Oh yeah, uh, so uh, LinkedIn is just Mark McCulloch, so M-C-C-U-L-L-O-C-H, so they are um, supersonic.marketing is my website, um, and then if you type in supersonic inc, I-N-C, to most social channels, you'll you'll find me there too, and at the moment, my, my focus on content is just sharing stuff that might inspire educate help people um maybe rather than you know where i'm out and about and all the rest of it and 
yeah, just sort of getting away from that embarrassment, the factor of doing videos, you know, that I don't do as much as I should. Um, mm -hmm. Because it really doesn't matter about production, how well shaved that arm, um, any of these things. It's like, I just need to get that message out there. Um, and if it helps one, two, three people, then my job's done. And yeah, I think it's just use my time to help others and yeah, just the best I can. So yeah, it's going to be tough for everyone, but you know, we're a really, really resilient, friendly bunch and we'll get through it together. And, you know, the people that have done the hard work, most of them is going to survive and come back bigger and stronger and mm -hmm. super excited to see what a lot of people do next. I think it might even be quite liberating for a lot of people um, and give them a kick up the bum to go and do what they really wanted to do. Um, so that'll be really exciting. This is a big old reset button. And I think there's a lot of people we were going to do some very, very exciting things. And I think we said just before the, just before we started, out of that, where is me? And into that, damn, what can I do next? How do yeah. I get better? How do I come out of this fighting and swinging? And I think there will be some amazing people that do that. And hopefully all of us can kind of help them to give that little bit of hope and motivation to kind of keep getting through that. And we've just got to keep doing more of this. As for not putting yourself on video, not being silly. This is possibly the best famous <laughs> tribute act out there. Let's be clear. Uh, you know what I mean? Do you know what? It's actually just time. You know, like just audio is so much easier. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's just being lazy. So yeah, I don't, I don't have any excuses because you know I don't, I don't mind talking to a camera. It's fine. But yeah, <laughs> there's always somebody out there. You know what I mean? There's, there's always somebody that's a big lad with a beard. You know, we're quite a niche crowd. Yeah, people yeah. will buy into that. <laughs> they will buy into it amazing so thank you very much Mark really appreciate it it's been a really good chat and uh, you know what I've actually kind of I feel good now I feel a bit better than before I started this conversation and that is absolutely the hope of what we're trying to achieve with this so thank you for coming and spending your time very much appreciate it well that was a really interesting chat with Mark McCulloch from Supersonic Inc hopefully you found some really useful stuff in there once again thanks very much to our partners guys at Tahola. HGEM and Vita Mojo all helping us to get these things out there. If you have guests that you think would be you would love to hear from, just drop us a message, drop us a line at our Twitter account, and we will uh, endeavour to get them on board. We need more help, call the whole town. Now let's try and get this thing off the ground. ground. All in together, let's gather round. We're gonna try and get this thing off the ground. Yeah, yeah.